Hey guys, welcome to Gino's Golden Tea Podcast. I am Chris Long Gino, coming to you from beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. Hope everybody is having a good week. And it is Missouri Open Week, a tournament that's been around since the beginning, the home tournament for our National Golden Tea Tour, our power events group, power vending, and everything they have there is all based in St. Louis. And uh, this is their home game. And so they'll take the machines right up the road to Funny Bone uh, in, they say, the Maryland Heights area. And uh, that's where the tournament will be held this week. New podcast episode for you today. As we do always, our tournament preview and fantasy selections with Matt Van Hoosier, Brian Bernhardt, and Gary Sheldon. Uh, Also, we talked a little bit about uh, world championship stuff and just some Golden Tee stuff. So it's a good listen, as it always is. Uh, Whether you listen to this on your airplane there or you listen to this while driving to work, we appreciate it. If you uh, have a preferred listening platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, please like five stars, whatever their uh, support system is and for their social media metrics, please give us a like, give us a follow and uh, do all that social media stuff that matters. So I appreciate it. And here's the podcast. Here's Matt, Gary and Brian. Taping this Sunday night, right before the Missouri Open. And I, I always try to think how many of these have we had, but this is the home tournament for the Power Events National Golden Tee Tour. And it's time for, to preview the tournament. With me, as always, MVH, Matt Van Hoosier, Brian B., Brian Bernhardt, and it's Kirsta, Ashley, Gunner, Grayson, Gina, is Sheldon. <laughs> Good evening, guys. How are we? What's up, Gino? Doing well, Good man. evening, Gino. Uh, good to see you guys, as always. Uh, getting ready to have this Missouri Open. But before we talk about that, uh, let's get into uh, some stuff a little bit. Uh, we have a release date for the new courses. All right. Now, if you is it soon? Uh, no, I think they actually put a date on that, didn't they? They put <laughs> July but. I must have missed it. Sorry. Yeah, July thirty first, and uh, it didn't say it didn't say A P P R O X. Ish is now I S H. No, I have to go look. But no, so <laughs> and uh, so this is this process that IT go or they do on social media. Well, they'll start. Here's your course here. Here's your course there. Next day here. There's another course. Uh, if anybody wants to go find some uh, Discord channels or some, uh, I just ask somebody. These uh, these the names of these courses were courses were leaked sometime uh, late last year, and uh, so we kind of know the names of them. But this will be welcome, won't it? I guess a little bit. Eagles Peak was kind of a really cool bomb that we just it feels real new to me still. So. I've got some questions when the new courses do come out. I know that they've been talking about the, a couple of the new PGA courses that come out, but with the update, do the current PGA Tour courses that are available for prize play, do those go kind of on the back burner and just available for live play? So I'm, I'm not sure what their plans are because right now it's pretty darn spread out. When when you've got six courses, 
classic course of the week, six PGA tour courses. I mean, you got 13 courses available for prize play, um, which, which affects, you know, how quickly these contests are closing. Um, I'm just kind of curious how all that's going to pan out. It does feel like they could probably shut a couple of those PGA courses down for, for prize play or, yeah, I don't know. But like you could play sawgrass and, you know, immediately get a refund in the next, you know, hour or so because it's been around for right. so long. So uh do we even know if they're allowed to not have them on prize play? Right. That's what I was wondering too, is do they already have a deprecation plan for those in place that they have to follow? It's different. I, I in regards they, in regards to the PGA tour. Well, the sponsor or whatever to keep those courses live. You know, yeah. no, no. Well, maybe I mean, they don't care. Yeah, let's say I, I, this is made kind of semi clear to me. This is more just a, really of a licensing deal. We're licensing the courses and the images of all that, and really? digitally to incredible technologies. Um, okay. So I, I like that imprint. I, I don't know how much that is. Uh, but that being said, yeah, it does seem like there's. Uh, I don't know. I, I play a game of Eagles Peak the other day, and it's like if you're if you're if your PLO rating is not above twenty nine hundred, you're not in that contest. I mean, no, no, nobody's playing that other than just the guys that really like to play it, including myself. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a really fun course. I haven't had a chance to play it too much because um, that's one of Chris Brewer's favorite courses. <laughs> so when we try to avoid each other, he he's in pretty much. Every contest, you know, but the the one thing that I'm kind of curious about is, you know, Golden Tee Christmas being smack dab in the middle of summer, you know, and in years past, you know, we've had it towards the end of September where, you know, fall's approaching, you know, school's been in session for a month, um, you know, the time change is coming up, you know, it's, it's right in the middle of summer when it's going to be bright until nine o'clock. It, it, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of that plan. I don't know. Would you rather they waited? Well, so you could play Easter another three months. Just <laughs> ask. Good point. <laughs> but if if I have any inclination of what I believe, I mean they'll they'll only release the two PGAs and maybe three of the newer courses, and then September will get one. November will get one. That uh, just seems Probably, like that's yeah. gonna that's gonna be the plan from here on. But one thing to keep in mind, though, this is the first time ever that they're going to be sending the update through internet connection. So I wonder how that's gonna go. If it might just be one or two courses at a time, and and if that's gonna work. <laughs> you mean we get to save the thirty five dollars on a FedEx envelope? You mean they get to save the two hundred dollars because they had to send <laughs> two flash drives last year? <laughs> FedEx Express, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, Gary. I mean, but yeah, seriously, that it's gonna. I don't know how it's all gonna work out, but I hope it works. And I think that's that's one thing we should kind of give them applause for is is offering this update, you know, through broadband internet, you know, through your internet connection, because you know, Buck Hunter's been doing that for about six or eight years now. Very true. No, it is. It is good that they're finally on the train for doing that. I hope it. I hope it goes well. <laughs> Um, fingers crossed, all that stuff. But 
if it is smooth, right, then it's certainly well, a less of a burden on the operators to go get the games updated. It's like, oh, no. Boop, will will it be just the PGA units or legacy units as well? I'm guessing just PGA. Right. That, I that's, what, I'm, right that's what I thought. That's all That's all I've seen as well. And I, think it's I, don't, I don't think you have any guarantee that the old machines are on enough of a connect right now to be able to try and do it. Yeah. So we have, uh, I know the two PGA courses I saw, TPC Summerlin, which is in Vegas, and then uh, TPC Southwind, which is the one they play, uh, I guess, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs on the PGA Tour. Uh, and uh, then, like I said, whatever courses we'll see, that's coming up. Uh, let's talk World Championship qualifying. Now we have two. I'm guys. qualified. Yes, I say there's two. One there. There's Gary. Uh, Gary's qualified. Gary up there. He's qualified as well. Brian Bernhardt, are you still on the train that have no desire to qualify? Um, it, it's not that I have no desire. I just I can't go. Just can't I've go. I've got other priorities that that time I will, um, I will be in Jackson, Wyoming on a family vacation. So um, not to turn your looking forward out. to that. Yeah, so it'll it'll be all. I'll, I'll be in a good place. I'll, I'll miss seeing everybody. I I will look forward to seeing as many as I can in Nashville, a couple months later. So or a month later. So, but but yes, I will not be able to be in Vegas, unfortunately. I uh, well, we're gonna miss we're gonna miss you, man. And uh, I have every intention at this moment uh to be to be there uh once again. Brian, is this the first one you're gonna miss? Yeah. Yeah, and and it was. Yeah, I, fig- I figured yeah. all it would take was for me to show up to when you wouldn't show up. That's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, the, <laughs> you you should have been at the dinner table when I brought up that maybe we should move our family vacation so I go to Vegas. That was a good conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think I'm glad I wasn't. <laughs> but, maybe three or four yeah. tables over so I could have heard the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll miss being there, you know, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not the same it used to be. You know, I mean, get, getting there, it's um, I don't know, it's financially it, it uh, i don't know it, it's hard to make sense for for someone like myself now with other priorities in life you know but but speaking of other priorities in life do you know i mean that's kind of why you know you're just hoping to be there because you've got stuff going on yourself well yeah and that's you know like it's always everything's tentative you know that, that just that little bit tentative for me but uh i'm preparing as if i'm going to be there and uh i'm gonna we're, i'm gonna try to put my thumbprint on this world championship a little bit and try to do some different things and i'm hoping uh the people at it are motivated to help me uh make this the best we can uh some of the names in the uh in the world's qualifiers here like we saw with week one which is your usual cats the ryan mccook paul taylor andy fox will sanstead these are guys week one qualifiers almost last year uh and then a rare appearance by Tom, whatever Tom Shaw and uh, Mike Arrington. All right, guys, getting it in. And then we get to some names like, I mean, no disrespect to Frank Aguilar or Michael Ayub, uh, but a lot of these guys would continue to pollute these contests, these events, even after they've already qualified for the world championship. You're not seeing that this year. Right. And why is that? Well, first off, eight games to qualify to get in. Don't forget about Ryan McCook, who made sure to play again this week to 
gets well, okay. He he's always going to be the exception to the rule. That is Brian, right. Brian McCook. Okay, in a nutshell, the exception to the rule. But the leaderboard doesn't have a lot of guys that, because last year, one week it was like a thousand for first, eight hundred for second, <clears throat> six hundred yeah. for third. I mean, there was a high range. Pro- they brought this down. And I'm curious if this has affected gameplay. Like, I mean, is it you mean overall in the qualifier? In the events mode, this is, I mean, this is the the games they get. I mean, I've been led to believe this before, and I'm hoping I'm not speaking incorrectly, but the money that's put in from events mode by qualifiers that is supposed to go towards our world championship. If I know that correctly about IT and their accounting. It certainly was in the past. I guess I haven't seen them say that this year, but I thought that, yeah, they were saying the daily play and the event play was going to the prize pool for Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, there's some guys, like I said, the Clint Grover, Mike Jager. I mean, guys I would expect to see. Good job, Elmo, for getting in. Uh, Rich Wagner, Texas guy. Uh, but there's guys holding off because there's no Andy Haas qualified yet. I don't see a Paul Anthony Luna. Yeah, right. one thing that's interesting is, is I'm looking at the leaderboard for this week, you know, and and, and we're going to have our, our week five, you know, qualifiers. We'll find out, you know, tomorrow, you know, so by the time people are listening to this podcast, we'll know who they are. But there's 80 people that have played eight games or more. Um, There's only, you know, there's 83 that played six or more. And 50 get paid. And, Interesting stat, though, you know that you can't well, fill the hundred the hundred people to play eight games or more qualifying for world championships. Well, I wonder a lot of that too, though. I mean, the prize pool is the prize pool, but I mean that events mode is specifically for hey, you're going to have to go and play a bunch of games. You're not playing eight games; you're playing and you're playing 80 on the, on the PGA or 180 or 280. You know, yeah. Um, so if you know ahead of time that you're not going to go do that, then I would fully expect the events mode play to be down because that's not what it's for. Good point. And I mean, a guy like Jeff Lannon, you know, who uh, he could have qualified anytime he wanted to. He he made sure to do it on Petra because he knew that was one of the few courses that had a different par, depending on what round you started. You know, for example, Nordland, there's two holes that may or may not set up for you. Yeah. Um, so, so the Petra week was probably one of the better weeks where there's, you know, the, the course doesn't change par. And yeah. uh, you don't have to worry about um, you know, different, different holes not setting up right, or even like a whole 16. I, I couldn't imagine having a two better on Nordal and, and coming to 16 and having that, that top shot box with Gaylor in your face or something. Yeah. Jeez. I'd be upset. <laughs> and that's exactly what it happens every time. You guys know that. So. But one, one name that is on the list, you know, and he's been talking about it a lot the last couple of days is a former world champion, Greg Kinsler, has, has found a way to. To, to get you know he's in third place right now he's, he's not going to drop below that by tomorrow so i i assume it was courtney's inspirational text yes he's, uh, he is. Was just he's, I, he's a, which was the, which was I, her version of get your head out of your butt that's yes. that was great <laughs> that's a classic classic comment there um and yeah greg's competitive nature now coming Coming to fruition right here and uh i kind of call him mr world championship right now because i know he's he's gonna be in ready to play. Uh, hopefully, he does better than he did last year. Well, and then just seeing him in Wisconsin, you know, you could tell that like he still has a game. He still has a love for the game, and it's almost like he's got some unfinished business. You, you know, I mean, I don't know if he can compete with with Haas or Luna, you know, but I mean, 
that little I, that little teaspoon that he got at 2019 Worlds. That's that that fourth was it fourth place, right? Yeah, fourth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 little teaspoon right there. I was like, oh yeah, remember remember that? I, I think yeah. that that might that might have been something. I don't know. Well, it, it kind of seemed too being in Wisconsin, like he was almost. I mean, I'm speaking for him. Right? I'm just observing, but yeah, uh, like he was kind of treating that as like, you know, I'm not going to put a bunch of time into doing this, but I'm going to see how it goes and see if it's really it feels the same. You know, if I still got that drive for it. And then you go, you make your main, you get playing out there, you get in the environment, and you know maybe that experience said, yeah, maybe I'll give this another go. Eh, I don't know. And and he's been playing a little bit with you know the the fourth place finisher from last year, Brandon Robinson. You know, and th- those guys are playing some yeah. video golf together, and and you know it's uh, I don't know, it's he's playing with the, with a great player, and it's kind of like he's training for for potentially another run of the World Championships. And Chad's and Chad's gonna be sitting next to me a lot at the world championship. Like, I mean, he's gonna be pumping him up so much. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be happening. Full blast. Um uh, but yeah, so I that that part I'm concerned and also only all right, conspiracy Gino puts his hat on. Uh I've I've seen a mobile prize pool. It's already been announced of thirty thousand dollars. Uh, we we haven't heard anything about what our world championship is going to look like price pool. Oh, maybe some buffet coupons or something. Yeah, I'm sure. But just you know, I'm curious. I'm, I'm guessing they're just going to see how where... much how, how much money they bring in. They'll we'll see what they announce. I mean, that could be the case. Who knows? What was um, the last time? Was it a hundred? It was close to a hundred. I thought. I think so. So. It's got to be more or, or the same. You can't make it less. Gary, I had somebody reach out to me uh, and uh, ask about B games. You had mentioned yeah. on our last podcast. Now, just uh, give me a brief explanation of what a B game is, sir. Um, at, a, at a tournament? I, yeah, a tournament at a B game. <clears throat> You have your top echelon players. We're all top echelon players, but you have the top of the top, which is going to be your pretty much the guys you don't want to face in bracket play. Be your be your group one and group two folks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anybody. So we always. So the tournament bracket. You know, we really have 50, 60 guys, 70, 75 in a, in a decent sized tournament early on, right? At yeah. PG. So you had your top eight guys or so, 10 maybe, and we just steered clear of them. So we started our own game and, and then it grew from there. Um, so B play, I guess the best thing, stay away from the guys you don't want to see in bracket play. And we created our own little second tier group i uh so and this is this is the best way i can say it it was like a monetary safe space for us yeah and that's why i said i think i think they're referencing when we were talking about like i mentioned taylor tries to creep into that b game a lot Uh, there's a couple there's a couple guys there's there's several guys that do this and by the way our podcast listeners are about to love this because we're going to do some name dropping (laughs) uh, <laughs> they know they do it okay it's just, yeah 
We're not going to shock the world. Uh, their, their alarm goes off on their phone when it's time to get into the B yeah. game. I mean, it's it's 11 p.m. on Saturday so, night. So, uh, no, uh, I'll, uh, one of my best ones ever is, uh, and then, like I said, we're going to name drop here, but I think I had a game with Kevin O'Connor, uh, Mike Johnston, Matt Cavanaugh, Brandon Robinson. I mean, this, this is a good B group, by the it's way. It's a good B so, group right there, yeah. All right, and very early Chris Brewer. Not Chris Brewer you know now, very early Chris Brewer. And then it started tacking on a little bit more. And all of a sudden, I just look over the other side, and I'm like, what's Taylor doing here? Yep. And then he'll sit there like, I'll offer you handicap. I'm like, and none of us playing on our handicap right now. Not happening. <laughs> We're all handicapped. <laughs> But it's happened several times. I, there was one time in Florida. I got a good B group. I think it was like me and Pentecost and uh, I've got several others. And I just looked down. And, Here's two more coming in. Oh, it's Stenmark and somebody. I'm like, what? what what's happening here? I, I You got to watch out because I think Brewer is your linkage there. He's even old Brewer. He was just happy to play with those guys. And all of a sudden your, your you know, two machine game became a six machine game and you didn't even know it. No, and it was uh, yeah, it was that's dangerous. You gotta you gotta watch out for those ones. Uh, Garrett. Uh, so Brian, give me your good B group. Uh, wait, I, 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 oh no, back your you were a banger, man. It's hard to get you in a B group. B grouper, jeez. But I play. I don't play stouts now, you know. So I'm in the B group. You know? that's, <laughs> a little bit that's true. I, I had to cut myself right there. That's true. You know, but but it's funny because you know Taylor's a first name and nothing against him. You know he's a great guy and one of the, but he just mows he down. The, he's the one that does it the most. Yeah, he really <laughs> so does. Aggravating. But a lot of the other. And maybe it's because timing, because Taylor's also that guy that he doesn't go out to dinner on Saturday night. He doesn't go to bed early on Saturday night. He's still kind of he's still around. He still he loves golden tea so much. So I don't think in, intentionally he tries to intrude in the the B group game. Yeah. No, like you say, I think that a lot of the players that he would be more appropriate to be playing with are gone. Right. So he's got to find somebody to play with. But typically, those B games like they manifest like a lot of people. People that know kind of grab, or at least they know each other. They commonly play with each other. I could see Van Hoosier and Stempert or somebody like that would be something. Yeah. Would... Oh, we we did that last year in St. Louis. Is Kirk and myself and Zeke and Jason Reeder and yeah, yeah, good B group. But one thing to keep in mind though, for those listening, and and you know, if you see that B group of guys, you see 12, 14, 16 guys playing at night. You know, don't hesitate to ask if you can play and be like, hey. I don't want to play for money. I just want to play with you guys. I want to, you know, and you more times than not, you know, we'll find a way to make that happen, you know, just to make, just to include you. And that's what these tournaments are all about is oh, yeah. giving you an opportunity to play with some of the better players in the community. And um, to piggyback, on that, piggyback on that, we'll always make it to where maybe you just get in the team game and you're not in the one to five or whatever right. we'll make it to where you can't. And even if you do want to jump in the one to five, a lot of times there's a max at $15 or $10. Right gets pricey with a lot of people but um there is a max because we're not trying to break anybody um, have a good time you know just have a good time i do want to ask and and brian you might no you probably don't remember matt i'm trying to picture i'm trying to picture the first like b group and i know it was me puff apex matt cavanaugh yeah i'm trying i'm trying to uh, i was probably with you guys uh uh, I just had that. Sparks was probably with us. Sparks, Nick Strike. 
We are a yep. clicky group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you'll see it all over the place. I see Lo, Los Giavo and Hickey. They, you know, they, they kind of gravitate. That That's kind of a rivalry. Both that have a little bougie dabbled in them. James Hickey, very bougie guy. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that, that's all. But that was great what, Gary? That was like 2012? Early, early, yeah. But I, I would say with the... I, I wouldn't even call it a B group anymore with the way everything's grown and everything. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, no, yeah, a bunch of us are probably a minus. If you want a true B group, you know, I'm not going to throw anybody in there, but I think with the growth of the game, that, that game has grown and it's kind of, well, I, I, I think you can still, right. We said a groups, you know, a groups, we I mean, groups one and two guys. I think you can still kind of look at the fantasy sheet, the names that kind of show up in the groups. You're somewhere in the group four, group five, that that's your B players. All right. Now uh, it's time uh, to get into our tournament preview and fantasy golf selections. Now this is stop number three on our national golden tee tour presented by power events heads to the funny bone. And this lovely plaza up in St. Louis, Missouri. I guess this is near, have I been told this correctly, Maryland Heights, Matt? Yep, that's right. Okay. And uh, out in that area, I uh, went on my app today, and I actually put the zip code in of where this location is, and I wanted to see how many locations are around this place. 355 locations in St. Louis. Welcome to St. Louis, yeah. Hotbed. This is that's huge, man. Yeah, there's a lot of places to play around there. Uh, I used to live pretty close to there, so I frequented many of them. Um, but yeah, there's a good player base that's not that you know that isn't the names you'd know from tournament play, but they still a lot of players that go out and play frequently. So it, there's a there's a big demand for it. And so when Steve tells me that you know, hey, there there's more meat on the bone in St. Louis, like uh, they get maybe partial support. Sometimes in St. Louis for tournaments, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. There's, there's. I mean, right? You, you know, the St. Louisans are going to come, and you know the the. I mean, you've seen before the tournaments that are, that are the the St. Louisans that only go to the St. Louis tournament, right? Your Scotty Jays, uh, some of those guys, and some of them are starting to come out to more tournaments like Wisconsin and Nashville too. They're drivable, and that's kind of the evolution of the whole thing, anyways. Is right? You get them to go to the local one, you get them in there, you give them a dip, you give them a little taste, and then then they can see traveling to tournaments and that's kind of what's happened. So uh, I think between that and just our, you know, the, the, the handicap tournaments that are running every week, those mm -hmm. uh, as far as players out in the, the further West where we're at now in St. Peter's O'Fallon, that kind of area, uh, you know, we're starting to see some faces show up and, you know, you're going to get them, get them interested in it, get them, uh, get their skill level raised. And all of a sudden you say this tournament rolls around say, Hey, come on out and just hang out for a while. Right. Just come out, hang out, play a few games. You don't have to do the tournament. Right. Maybe do the handicap thing Friday. See how that goes. You know, that it's, it's the script is the same. Mm -hmm. Like going on, Brian, you look like you had something. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, um, and we got a number from, from Steve earlier. Um, I, I'm always curious how many are going to come to St. Louis. It's it's the home tournament. You guys are talking about how it's a hotbed of Golden Tee, 355 locations, um, easy to get to. You know, Southwest Hub going into St. Louis, and there's 134 signed up. And I just the time of year, it, it it's not horrible. It's you know the the end of April, beginning of spring. It's not. It shouldn't be too hot. It's it's before your Mother's Day and your Father's Day, and and a lot of the 
extracurricular, you know, activities that um, families might have with sports and their kids and whatnot. And it's I'm just a little surprising that there, you know, there aren't more than 150 people signed up right now. Well, uh, well, first off, this, congrats on getting it out of June. Okay, I think that's yeah. important. Yeah, June here is pretty brutal. Yeah, and I I, I kind of realized that when I came to the golf club that year. Uh, yeah. the camera realized it too by how shiny my head was <laughs> and the uh but no but then I, we we were in april or may last year and for whatever reason it started to freak out and be hot then too so you know that's i mean a lot of places in the country can say stuff like that but it, it just true. it'll do what it's going to do but, but then I guess, I guess it might also be as i'm thinking about it more you've got your back-to-back to back months of tournaments you know and so you, yeah people can only go to so many tournaments within a certain amount of time so i, so I do understand right. that so and, I mean, and it, it, you, I mean, you mentioned, you know, for a lot of folks, the, the extracurriculars for the kids. I mean, that's a big deal. It, you know, end of April or May, that's that is prime time outdoor sports time for a lot of a lot of folks, uh, both school sports and you know club sports. So that's I'm sure that has a lot to do with, but uh, at least a little bit to do with it for a lot of folks uh, trying to dodge those kinds of things. Well, and for me, I mean, example A, you know, I've got. You know, practice for my son's baseball team and my my daughter's got a softball game and yep. you know it's uh those things are are more important than golden to you right now it feels also i mean a lot of guys like us especially here on the east coast who you get your florida tournament in and then guys in the midwest up north they get their wisconsin tournament in and then here mm-hmm. we are now trying to get missouri going 136 i mean they'll take that any day that's not well, a terrible and- number then I think remember if I remember right, it was something like ninety-seven that played last year. So you know, you're a good bump over that. Um, I, I don't know how much it affects folks I, I, because I'm right. This is my home tournament, but having the fourth different venue in four years for this is uh, a bit of a rush for a rough stretch too. I don't know if that affects people's decisions on if they're going to go or not. But you know, obviously, when you get into something like Wisconsin, something like Orlando, where they've been in the same place for a decade or whatever. Uh, you I get think, a lot of confidence there that they, you know, what you're getting yourself into. But part of that's, I think, is kind of exciting a little bit, man. I mean, it's you know, you get a new place, you get to check out a new spot. Some of them are good, some of them maybe not so good. Like the golf club worked out, mm-hmm. all right. They had just yeah, an abundance of space. Uh, but then last year at Mattingly's, which seemed like it didn't have a lot of space, uh, you know, that it's good to have a consistent venue that you can rely on but also it's also kind of cool that you know hey we're going to go check out this new spot and you know do you is know there what? enough room at steve sobel's house i mean can't we just have it there say again <laughs> just have the tournament at steve's house i mean on the <laughs> golf course right i mean they could uh, put on a firework display when the tournament's over and you know you would uh, you would fit significantly fewer than than 134 people there. <laughs> He's got a good sized house. Don't get me wrong, but it's not exactly but formatted for what we, we're trying to do. <laughs> we'd use we'd use the golf course as well a little bit. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. So, but uh, have you, uh, Matt? Have you been to this uh, the Funny Bone? I was there when it was a Funny Bone. It's it's not that anymore. That Funny Bone location's moved out to St. Charles. Uh, so I think it's just what I think it's formerly the Funny Bone. Uh, I think okay. it's currently between purposes. Okay, that that's my impression. I I read that. We'll call it the elbow. Don't quote me on it. So we'll call it the elbow, Brian. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Bob and Bows. Jesus. 
Anywho, so let save us, us Chris. Save get, us. Let us get to our fantasy golf <laughs> selections here. And uh you guys can't see it right now, but Bernsey's about to fall out of his own chair. He's slapping his own he's joke that hard. He's, he's, he's he had to put his very on. entertained. Right. Very entertained. <laughs> he, he, he's dying. Uh, okay. So did, did you think of that one before we got the podcast? I mean, nope. how long have you been holding on to that? It, it just came to me. Oh boy. Okay. Well, at least there's that. <laughs> I love the shake up in group one and uh group two a little bit. This is good. Oh yeah. Uh the Andy Haas train comes to St. Louis along Chris Brewer, the 2018 Golden Tee World Champion, Evan Gossett, Joe Macera, playing his home tournament, hopes to do well there, Paul Anthony Luna, and Paul Taylor, former champions both this year. Tonight, we will start with the ever-popular Gary Sheldon. Go ahead, sir. All righty. Well, I want to say... I would love to see Joe in group two. I think that would make it very interesting in group two. I don't think he, ah, that's all I'll say about that. Joe does really well. He's a great player. I would have loved to see him in group two though. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on Luna here. I'm going to go with him again. I think, uh, I, I think I, I called it before the podcast or, you know, before tournament podcast last time, I think he's going to be, amping up for this mindset and the, the world championship and trying to trying to get his second and and I think he's gonna keep that train rolling not a bad pick at all there sir Brian Bernhardt yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a theme you know for the first few groups I'm not gonna tell you what it is yet I'll let the listeners figure that out later but um I mean first off looking at this group I mean you got you know the best of the best here. It's really hard to to pick one name, and, and and you know that if one of these guys doesn't win the tournament, it might be because they ran into the other guy who shot a one or a two better against them, just had a, a better game. You know, um, but I'm gonna go with a guy that um, I haven't picked often. Now, one thing I do want to mention is, and it, he didn't say anything to me about this at the last time I saw him, but we didn't even mention Evan Gossett. I don't think the last time he was in Group One, and and and, and he's he's a great player. He's gonna be home. Um, but I, I, I think that Andy Haas is going to win this tournament. This is the last tournament for the world championships. Um, he's playing some great golden tee. Um, you know, we, we've been, he's shown us, it doesn't matter if he's sleeping or standing or, or whatever's going on that Sunday, um, that he could find a way to win. And he's just one of the greatest of all time, and he is playing some of the best golden tee of his life right now as we speak. So Andy Haas is my pick in group one. Excellent. M-V-H. Um, these handicaps are enormous. Yeah, the whole uh, Nordling getting more scorable a little uh, bit along yeah. with uh, Eagles Peak setting up for 32, 33. That, that's what I was wondering, how much of that was an Eagles Peak-based thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing everybody's bailed on champ at this point. <clears throat> um, so that that I, that struck me as, as pretty cool, I guess. You know, that three so, players and they're over 31. That's, some events that's... mode inflation. Say again? I said some events, uh, events mode inflation, maybe. Do, do, I don't, does events mode count your handicap? I didn't think, think it, it did. It does. 
you're playing a specific course, not a manufactured course. Oh. So I, I, that's why I believe it is. But I okay. Well, either way, yeah. But I was just an all observation. speculation. Um, no, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, Luna's been in every contest that I've been in, uh, which hasn't been many necessarily, but he's been in all of them and shooting well because it's Luna. Um, Halo has been on a really good run in tournament play recently. So it's, I think that would be another good pick. Um, you mentioned that we didn't mention Evan Gossett. And I, I was thinking the same thing as I was writing up my picks, uh, Brian, and, and uh, meant to, meant to bring him up because I, he's another one that's been doing reasonably well in the, you know, his tournament play, right. He had a little lull there for a little bit where he was getting some bad luck. Uh, wasn't getting the wins necessarily, but uh, kind of got through that uh, once the, the Gomez towel match happened. Since then he's kind of, you know, regained his form and then now it's just a matter of playing his game uh against the guy who's playing their game you know uh, but but i got a good feeling like you said he's sleeping in his own bed I, I got a good feeling about this one i think i think this is evan's one to win i, I think he's going to re- reascend the throne uh in st louis this weekend so that's my pick i'll pick evan chiao mopper he uh i i need to reveal some information i've gotten this week why do you do this after we make our picks uh, I mean, give you that's, something to think about. That's why I pencil right man. now. <laughs> in this, this player, a- in this player's uh return email to uh Morgan Freyler, Freighter, who uh basically handles, I guess, uh, all the registration for the world championship. Uh, this uh player wrote, Dearest Morgan, I will be attending the elusive GT World Championship at Notoriety in beautiful downtown Las Vegas as a former world champion. I look forward to this event. And as all for the, and as all the information you already have on file is correct as well. I am typically an XL in t-shirts and most likely the same in Jersey. I guess you guys, you guys are dressing up this year for uh, the world championship. I don't know. Although my right arm is a little bit bigger than my left. <laughs> Thank you. And sincerely so, so much. Evan Gossett, 2018 and soon to be 2023 Golden T World Champion. I should have not pull a shooter McGavin on her. <laughs> I I should have saved that for the World Championship podcast, but I couldn't hold it. Um, uh, and uh, how did you even have the World Championship? You know, oh uh, well, you know, it gets, uh, these people are Lee happy. We have Lee happy friends. They they okay. like to. Okay. Um, uh, Evan Gossett is feeling really great right now about his game. Uh, when he won his world championship in 2019, he won Missouri right before winning that world championship. We're going to ride that same theme and uh, take me out chopper uh, to win this tournament. Let me get back to my list here. That was pretty good stuff, right, guys? That was that was quality. Yeah, but, uh, Evan. That was nice. Uh, so I guess I'm not the only one that has a bigger right arm than left arm. That's good to know. <laughs> Uh, group two, uh, and his making his first is this his first appearance? Andy Fox in group two, and kind of say, kind of saying something there. All right, we're bringing him down. Chris Wengler and Sean Gervais, Steve Beatty, and first time I've seen him, I guess he probably played the Missouri Open last year. I don't know, but the 2004 World Champion coming to play his home tournament, Jeff Harlow. Probably one of the more underrated Golden Tee players I'll ever meet in my life. Doesn't get enough credit for how good of a player he is. Next up, we'll go with Brian Bernhardt. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, Jeff Harlow is uh, 
um, not to be confused with Jack Harlow, um, but uh, Jeff is is a great goaltender player. He's one of those guys that really doesn't give a shit when he's at tournaments. He's just there to have fun, you know. I mean, if if there's anybody, you know, kind of the um, a sleeper in this group, not my pick, but I, it's nice to just see his name on this list. I mean, he's yeah. like he said, 2004. I mean, that's that's almost 20 years ago. We're talking, you know, but um, a very interesting group. Um, you know, seeing Chris Wengler in group two and not group one for a change. So that'll be interesting to see how many picks he gets. Um, and Sean Gervais, you know, coming back to, to St. Louis. I'm, I'm sure they're going to roll the red carpet off for him. And uh, and then Steve Beattie, a guy that if he was in group three, I'd pick him, um, not in group two. I'm picking the guy that's coming out of retirement. And that guy is Andy Fox. He, uh, you know, <laughs> The retirement party in in Texas is over. He's he's back, um, and wouldn't be surprised to see him go on a pretty good run on on Sunday because it's been a while since he's been in the main bracket. So my my pick is Andy Fox in Group Two. I wonder if he'll listen to this. He's on vacation in Myrtle Beach this week, so or he might be. A... Go ahead, Matt. Right, yeah, right. <clears throat> you're in my head. I had the exact same pick on my paper. And I wanted to say all the same exact things about Jeff Harlow because I almost picked him. I really did. But it's it's what you said, right? It's that that Sunday mentality of, eh, if I win, I win. If not, I, no big deal. Um, you kind of need more than that at your group tours, unfortunately. Sometimes it works out for him because he's a really good player. Uh, he's one of them that I wish, like Taylor, um, I, I wish people had a chance to see those guys play before the stout thing happened because their creativity is like Eddie G level creativity. It's off the charts and it's so fun to watch, uh, but it doesn't pay to do it anymore. Um, so it doesn't, you know, it gets a little muted there. So I, I, that's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Andy Fox is primed and, and you know, he's, he's refreshed, right? He's out of the retirement. He's ready to go. I, I think, uh, and, and he's the only one, uh, well, the only one, but the only one that's recently won a tournament uh, out of this group. So yeah, I think that's a good pick. And, uh, you know, I was going to say, oh, never mind. Uh, where's, where's Brewer at? Brewer was group one. He was group one. We already Gee, did I, that. I looked, I looked over him. Geez. I, yeah, we didn't even talk about him. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Speaks of the class he's in. <laughs> uh, but that being said, you know, Andy right now is at a point he's he, he needs a good run. All right, he, uh, he's had some early exits in tournaments just over the last few. Well, and a, and a, and a purple visit. And a purple no, visit as well, right? A visit to that world. Uh, That's not going to happen this time, by the way. I'm curious, and I, I don't try to put pressure on people, but people do put pressure on themselves. Would that have an effect on anything, the world championship coming up? But I know he is primed. Uh, to do well, I, I'm going to reach out on the Jeff Harlow thing because th- that is a damn good player. And uh, this is a good time to pick him. He doesn't play in a lot of tournaments. I think he'll be energized to do this. And uh, I'm happy to pick the 04 world champion. Almost 20 years. That is correct. Almost 20 years since that incredible chip in on Ridgewood number six. Uh, Gary Sheldon, go ahead. All right. Um I too was uh, early. I was on Andy's. Uh, I was going to go with Andy, but um, I think 
I'm going to go with the man coming back home and uh, make a little run. St. Louis, take his trip back to Texas. I'm going to go with Sean Gervais in this one. He, he podiumed uh, last year and he was injured. Yeah. Uh, Very capable. He's, okay. Not that we're worried in group two of missing cuts, but nope. it did happen to Andy last time he played. Um, group one. But Sean is going to always make the cut. Always. And he's probably not going to go 0-2. Um, I think – I don't know. I think I think he makes a little run. That's where I'm at. This is an interesting group with only five guys in it, too. You want to – you want to yeah. make sure you get this right if you want to win. Yep. Oh, speaking of winning, who won the Wisconsin fantasy golf? Do you guys remember? Nope. I don't. Why don't you tell us, Brian? Oh, that's right. That was me. <laughs> my bad. All <laughs> Thank right, carry you. on. Oh, my goodness. I don't think so you're allowed to be your own straight man. So you finally joined my ranks of getting a win. Yes. The beautiful thing. Is that the first thing you've won since 2003? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Matt, that's great. It was 2004. 2004. We're coming up to 20 years on that. May May of 2024, we'll celebrate that. (laughs) Group three, Al Jazz, Alan Zarell, Chisholm Woodson, Connor Franta, Jake McGillum, Jason Elliott, Kirk Stamford, Michael Johnson, and Zach Graham. Michael Johnson. Like, not Mike Johnston. This is Michael Johnson. I think he had to have messed that up. I don't think Michael Johnson's played since that uh, Austin tournament where you picked him thinking he was MJ. Oh, I don't want to get into that again. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to. That was fun. No. It was, you stole $30 from me, Matt. That's what happened. I did nothing of the sort. Okay. I literally should have set fire to $30. That would have been just as good to do that. He didn't even show up Sunday. <laughs> the uh, we'll, assume, yeah. we'll assume it's Mike Johnston, yes. Uh, Okay, okay. Let's hope it is because I don't. I don't know another Michael Johnson. That would be a uh, a guy. That I would be a know. twenty-eight handicap. Yeah. Uh, Matt, this is your turn. So go ahead. Get oh shoot. Okay. Um, you, you, with the few people that you have in groups one and two, right? You've got eleven players there, right? You've got a lot of room left under that cut. Still, normally you're starting. You're in the back half of the cut line. Uh, the, the bottom sixteen. You're thinking are here. Uh, so. You, in theory, all these guys are making the cut. Um, if you follow that, then you're looking for somebody who's going to win matches on Sunday. Um, I looked through a couple of the names, uh, you know, uh, stat-wise. A lot of these guys have been up and coming. If this was 2018, 19 time frame, wherever code happened, Jason Elliott is my pick all day. That guy is a really, really good player. And obviously he's been off, you know, making babies and raising kids and working on their business. Yeah, the businesses, yeah. So I, I, I'm glad to see him showing up. I'd be curious to see. Uh, I don't know if that 2802 is from Monte Zabios or, or what. I don't know what courses those would be from necessarily, I, but I'm glad to see him back. Uh, but uh, one guy that has been playing really well as of late and making cuts and winning matches uh, that maybe is, you know, he's on an upward trajectory in my, in my mind is, is Jade. Um I, I think that uh, he's getting really comfortable with the tournament scene. We've talked about it a couple times on the pod before, and I think that uh, this group for him is is a good group uh, for him to go out and win it. So I'm going to take Jade. Still has that top three in his back pocket from Florida. Uh, yep. Very, uh, very comfortable in that. 
uh, setting. And he's a good player. There's a lot of good players. I mean, remember Zeke coming off a very good Wisconsin Open. Well, seven eight, improve. I think, right? Yeah, hoping to improve on his position and his points. Uh, and there's a lot of really good players. Connor Franta, uh, who I believe is from the non-prize play region, and he is no slouch. Yep. He can play some golden yeah. tee. Very close. Came very close. I to was, I, I was, I was close to looking at him. I went back and looked at the stats. He was in St. Louis last year. Uh, and what I got, what I got off the PGT website, at least uh, for the Sunday play, was you know that he was uh, that just it was just scores wise. I was looking at him and I was like, I just that was what drew me back. He was, I mean, he wasn't shooting bad, but you know, it was 25, 26, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. on uh, on the, that year's courses. So I was like, well, if you're in that range, it's that's not going to get it done here. So that was the only reason that I hesitated there. But he is a very good player. I had uh, God, what was the course? Um, Pine was Pine Creek last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had after we had got done, we we're getting done with the qualifier, and I'm some of the last people that were finishing last year it was Kevin O'Connor in a group, and Connor was in the group. And if he would have gone or gotten eagle on 18, I think he would have made the cut. I think he took birdie to miss the cut, and that was just there at the end. That's rough. Um, and maybe he knew that, maybe he didn't know that. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I kind of saw it happen in that time. Uh, lots of good players. Chisholm knows how to play too. Uh, mm-hmm. takes him a little bit longer to do so, but he can do it. Uh, I did. I did confirm with Steve that it is Johnston, just to make sure. Oh, good call. Good call. Thank you, Gary. Uh, that's the kind of on the spot investigative reporting that we like to have on uh, the GRG podcast. I got connections, and they're quick to answer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Al Jazz. We're, we're going to take Al Jazz here. Uh, very good player, very accomplished player. And uh, and he needs a bounce back. Yeah, He's had a rough couple of them here. Yeah, and just for, for him. Get, get him some more points. I know there's every, yeah, I'm sure he has intentions to be in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would assume so. Uh, Gary Sheldon. Um, yeah, I, my, my first pick, I, I looked at this group and I thought, you know, we, Al was one of those ones that always makes the cut and then runs into bad luck. But here I want to, I want to make sure my guy makes the cut. They all should again, but I started leaning towards Chisholm on this group. And there's a, a reason why one, he's been playing really well lately. He's made it all the way up to group three. Two, he's big into this. He's already qualified, right, for Worlds. Um, uh, yeah. So he's getting the play in there. And you know what else I like is he's just involved. He's always sending out updates on the, you know, on Facebook about, you know, the Worlds and where everybody's at. And it, it's just – I just seem like he's really involved right now. Um, we know he's a pool player. We know he gets into all kinds of different things, but I just think he's really involved right now, and I think he's focused on Golden Tee, and I think he he might make a run here. I should make note. I don't know how common knowledge it should. It's pretty common knowledge, I think. But he's starting up a video podcast, and he start uh, he's wanting to do some interviews with some guys, and you know he's wanting to do something on a video platform, and uh, he uh, just reached out to me, and that kind of asked if. Uh, if I was cool with it. And I'm like, look, I've always encouraged everybody. I encourage the Bob Moore get better guys. Like, make as much Golden Tee content as you can. Uh, I'm going to put it in. Yeah, please. And uh, and so I, that's something he's getting into. Very engaged with Golden Tee. 
and uh, yeah, I hope he does well. Brian. Yeah, the, the one thing about this group, and, and I could be wrong, it wouldn't be the first time, but at the end of tallying all the results, when the percentages are shown on who picks who, I got a strange feeling that this will be the closest out of any group. There, There's just so many great names in this group. Anybody really has a chance to to win it. Um, you know, it, like you guys mentioned, you know, Zach Graham, Zeke, you know, having his best finish in Wisconsin, you know, Jade, you know, getting that top four finish and he's got his confidence up there and, and Shizom and his history and um, MJ just, you know, uh, tighten up doing MJ, MJ stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's a guy that's going to make the cut and he's probably going to win one or two matches. Can he win more? We don't know. Um, but this, this pick right now is, is for a guy that he, he's been looking forward to this tournament since we ended our qualifier in Wisconsin. Um, he knew that he was missing the cut in Wisconsin due to, um, just the way the Saturday went. And, and as a rule is, um, he's going to be ready to, you know, qualify well, and to have a good weekend, I, I I think that it wouldn't surprise me to see him having a top eight finish at this tournament. So Al is my pick. I'd be beyond happy to have a top eight from uh, Al Jazz in this tournament for sure. Group four: Aiden Cleary, Chris Jusic, Harry Lomason, Gavin Heron making a comeback to the tournaments. It's good to see there. Joey D'Angelo, Nate Stowell, Nick Walsh. And Solomon Franco. So, uh, I know most of these guys. The Nick Walsh thing, someone brought up earlier. I did. Yeah. I'm familiar. I looked on uh, PGT site. Not found. So, this will be his first PGT tournament. Um, Steve knows something we don't know. <laughs> Steve knows something. Well, or, right? I Maybe he's handy camp hunting and saw it and put him on there. I I don't know, but no, I I, I don't know absolutely nothing about Nick Walsh, and I didn't try to look him up in the app. Hmm. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm quite unaware as myself, and so uh, excited to find out. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I mean let's let's hope he gets top three or something. But uh, what a group here! Uh, a lot of guys that. Are playing well right now. Chris Jusic just coming. Yeah, I believe he'll qualify for a world championship this weekend. Yeah, I think he's uh, set. And so uh, having that level of gameplay going on right now gives me a little bit of confidence into picking him. Uh, but that being said, Nate Stowell has been on a pretty good run here lately. And that's hard to deny right now. It doesn't seem like a lot's phasing him. And... Uh, that seems like the pick I'm going to go with here. So, Nate Stoll. Happy to have the pick there. Gary Shelton, go ahead. Um, I, I do agree. I, I, mm, I agree with what you were saying about Chris, but I, I really do think he's – We he came around, right, and kind of was like, oh, this kid's kind of good, you know, whatever, whatever. But then he never really did anything. He kind of was just stagnant for – he's been around a couple of years now, right? A cut um, here, cut there. Yeah, and nothing really happened. And then, you know, he makes a cut last tournament, finished 13-16, uh, qualified for Worlds already, um, playing – maybe he figured out. Maybe he figured it out. I don't know. 
but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take him in this group and, and see if he continues that, um, continues that run. Excellent. Excellent pick. Brian Bernhardt. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see a name like like Harry Lamison on here. He has a, a great showing in, in Wisconsin and and f- finds himself here in, in, in group four. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to repeat it. And and Gavin Heron, a guy that, well, if you, if you don't follow Golden Tee as much as we do, you probably haven't heard his name, you know. Uh, he just uh, kind of picks and chooses what tournaments he shows up to. And, and, well, it's, and, been, and he, it's been a hot minute since he's been to one, too. Yeah, he just sometimes, I mean – Steve doesn't even know he's going to be there. He's like, oh, Gavin yeah. showed up, you know? And so it's, it's nice to know that he's, he's on the list. Um, but the uh, – and and Chris was a guy that I picked the, the last time. I, I knew that um, – got some inside information the night before from a great source, and that is Chris himself, that he had had a little bit of an injury, and he started playing a lot more the last couple of weeks before Wisconsin. So that, um, that helped steer me towards him in that group. But in this group – I'm going to go with a guy that faced the mouth and had five hole outs on him. And he played a solid round and he's a solid player. And Nate Stowell, um, he's probably been looking forward to this tournament as well. Just knowing that, wow, that kind of ran into a buzzsaw that day. Um, and, and hopefully he has some better luck in, in St. Louis. So in this group, Nate Stowell is my pick. Yeah. Shoots par, loses by five. Changes his name to I lost to a five better. Yes. <laughs> that's the right kind of attitude, though. You know, it's a, that's definitely a what are you going to do situation. Yeah. Just especially when you, have, when you shoot as well as you do. Just tip the hat. Yeah. Matt Van Hoosier. Um, I said it last uh, podcast that he's the best player in Washington. They didn't put him in a group with a bunch of other Washington people, Washington people this time, but uh, I think he's the pers- best person in group four. Uh, the other name that did jump out at me was Chris. I'm glad to see Garen back. Uh, Gavin back. Sorry, Garen. What? Uh, Joey D'Angelo. Uh, that was kind of a surprise to me seeing him that high up there. Um, but uh, yeah, his, success. His, his handicap. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, uh, pink run in Dallas. Two. Well, that was two years ago. Now, a couple years ago, I thought he came close to making a cut or something. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, obviously, his handicap shows that he can play in this group mm-hmm. but that that and, and just jumped out at me as an outlier i suppose um but yeah I, i'm going with nate i i i was right i was right to do it last tournament got buzz sawed and i i still feel like it's the right thing to do here group five aaron ketchum damien you don't get so- to make a pick gary <laughs> hmm? did gary pick yeah i made a pick yeah oh yeah. my bad yeah, it was uh, Chris Jusic. Yeah, he went on the limb to get Chris Jusic. Okay, cool, cool. Aaron Ketchum, Group 5. Aaron Ketchum, Damian Sullivan, David Key, Gordy Brown, Jason Lokeschiavo, Lodell Parks, Michael Paris, and Sean Ticks and Fleas, Tickner. But, uh, group 5, so that would be Gary. Go ahead, man. Um, I love this group. I think this is a great one. Um. But I, I think, you know, instead of going over all the players, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I think Lodell wins this group. Uh, he had a strong, strong feeling or um, um, finish at uh, – where In was Dallas. That? In Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Um, Which was, I think, game. his last tournament. Yeah, it was. Um, played, played really well. 
Um, and I think he played pretty well the tournament before that. But um, he's just super solid. I mean, Jason's probably going to make the cut. Gordy's let us down a couple times recently. Key could do anything. Sean could do anything. Aaron made that great finish and then kind of fell off a little bit, I think. Um, Damien, not sure. But, yeah, I, th I think I'm going to go with Lodell in this one, especially being at home. We'll see. Ryan Bernhardt. I'm glad that you called me next because Gary just said he wasn't going to go through all the names. He said he was going to pick one name, and that was going to be his pick, <laughs> and I'm not going to go through all the names. But you know what, Gary? You missed somebody, and that's yeah. the guy that's winning the damn group. That's Michael Paris. Oh, I did skip him tonight. <laughs> that's my pick. He's been playing a lot. Hopefully he qualifies this week. Uh, solid player. Uh, I feel like they worked but, this out ahead of time, Chris. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but, but but Brian, you said I wasn't going to go through all the guy. Didn't go through all the guys. So there you go. <laughs> Very true. Gotcha. Very gotcha. true. <laughs> the, the one thing I, I I do feel bad for Tickner though, because everybody's got a twenty-eight or better, and there he is at twenty-seven point five four. But uh, but yeah, in, in all well, he's been practicing as champ, I'm sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I think Lodell's going to be a hot pick. Um, and I think between him and Jason Loschiavo. Uh, so I am going to steer more towards a pick that maybe not a lot of people will take. Maybe they'll take him more if they listen because, like I mentioned, I won the last time. But anyways, uh, Michael Paris is my pick. Matt Van Hoosier. That's a good pick. Uh, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. I, seeing this group, uh, right when the sheet came out, right, they blow my phone up talking about you know group five. They're in the, they're excited to be in the fantasy. They know what group they're in. Um, Aaron and Lodell are very, very similar skill players um aaron's making a you know he kind of made a little run this week at the trying to do the world's thing uh thinking he you know backed off on that a little bit but uh the the short of it is i don't want to pick between the two of them uh so i'm going to pick somebody else not because i think they i don't think that they're going to win the group but just because i don't want to touch that whole scenario uh so I, i'm going to go jason jason's going to make the cut uh, Jason's got the chance to win multiple matches on Sunday. So I, I think out of a group fiber, that's, that's, got, he's got a high ceiling there. So uh, I'm going to go with Jason just because I'm going to eliminate my St. Louis brethren out of kindness to both of them. Jason's going to make this cut. I just said that. Hot take. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is he? World's, world's qualified Jason Loschiavo. Okay. All right. Now, what, just, one thing that's I, interesting – one thing that's interesting when looking at this group here, usually when we look at these sheets, you've got your top four groups where 32 players, these are the people that should make the cut. We're missing five people between one and two. So mm -hmm. when you're looking at group five, I think a lot of these guys are going to make the cut. And there's going to be a couple shockers from three or four. This is a kind of a top-heavy field. Just, uh, I mean, there's a reason why yeah. there's only group one and group two. Though. There's some... yeah. So... That being well, said, the other, Jason, the other thing here too is that Jason got subbed in late. He wasn't originally a group five, or there's he's he's more of a group four name, group three name maybe. Um, but the spot was available, and like we've talked about before, once you kind of get into some of these groups, it's it's not an eight person, and then the next tier, it's twenty four names, shuffle them together, spit them out on some groups, and see what you do. So, mm -hmm. I stand by what I said. I I, I understand. I, I I've got to look at this Wisconsin Open real quick. Because I, I got to make sure he made the cut there. He did not. Okay, that's what I thought. And so, look, uh, I'm going to not pick Jason, all right? And the reason why, all right, Jason's going to be ready to get a headset on and go uh, and go perform. 
<laughs> so making the cut, missing the cut. I don't know. The day's going to be early. Okay, let's hope he makes the cut, and then the day's going to be early because he'll be he'll be raring to go. Uh, look, long since forgotten, David Key's been a runner up on this uh, tournament world that we've lived in. Uh, that has happened. Uh, does deserve some acknowledgement. I've had good luck with Damian Sullivan before, and uh, it's worked for me. Uh, he was Michael, bubble boy in Wisconsin. He was real close yeah. to making that cut. Michael Paris has been picked on this podcast many times, and he'll be picked again now. All right, he, it's it, he's a very, very good player. Once again, one of the top fifteen at the World Championship qualifier. Been around, I think. Yeah, he's going to be all right. I'm going to go with Michael Paris. All right, group uh, no. Yep. Yeah, the last one. So group six. Bill Kesey, Billy Chadwell, Cam Burian, Craig Franta, Danny Skerlock, Keith Bennett, Matt K, Matt Cavanaugh, and Mike Gray. Brian Bernhardt. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys I don't know a lot about, but there's one person on this list that we all know a lot about, and we don't know where he's going to end up finishing. But you know what? It's time to tighten up. Matt Cavanaugh is going to win this tighten game, up. and he's going to be—he's going to make this cut, and he's going to win a match. Oh, all right. So Cavanaugh's uh, my pick. I so, don't think I could. All of, a, all of a sudden, Brian wants to get the poor picker uh, payout for the fantasy golf. The person that finishes last, they get their money back. That's, that's yeah, I've done that before, too. Yeah, Brian. I don't think I've ever that. seen you look as disappointed in your entire life as you just looked, Chris. <laughs> when he made that. <laughs> like, like, look, that's just a really dangerous thing to do, man. <laughs> that's not playing with fire. Man. That's playing with, like, nitroglycerin. <laughs> oh, I mean. He's going to look at this sheet and he's be like, my buddy. MJ, he's not going to be here. It's this Michael Johnson guy. I got a chance. Mike, <laughs> I thought you were coming to the tournament. Why aren't you on the fantasy sheet? <laughs> That's a great impression. Thanks, bud. Matt Van Hoosier, go ahead, man. Um, I love this group. I know more about it than uh, some of you, I think, but that doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, Keith Bennett, been playing a lot, playing better, not ready for her six just yet. Mike Gray already qualified, won purple last year in this tournament. Good player. But Cam Burian, the lowest handicap in this group, played this tournament last year. He's a St. Louis guy, so he only plays this one. Qualified 19th last year. Darn near beat Paul Anthony Luna in this tournament last year. I remember that. So he's I think he's going to come in here with a lot of confidence. Um, and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get get some good things done. I'm picking Cam. Uh you that is uh I thought about that as well when I was looking at this. Uh you know, I, I'm going to go Mike Mike Gray did cross my mind. Uh but I think I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with Big Billy Chadwell and Billy who has made cuts, been the thirty two to beat a one before. Oops. Has accomplished stuff like that. This is a good feel for him. And uh, yeah, we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with Billy Chadwell, Gary Shelton. You just gave Matt so much more inspiration because he's the better player in Indianapolis in this group. <laughs> True that. Love you, Maddie. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Yeah, I'd love to pick Matt in this group, but oof. <laughs> wow. Um is it how's he say his name? Kesey? Bill Kesey. Kesey, yeah. Um, so who picked Cam? Was that you, Brian? No, I did. Oh okay. Matt. Uh last year Bill beat Cam. No, twenty twenty one. Bill beat Cam twenty seven to nineteen. Kesey. Um, just throwing it out there. Because um I'm gonna pick I'm actually gonna pick Bill in this group. I wasn't sure how to pronounce his last name though. I'm just uh, guessing too, but it's, uh, it's just the way it looks pronounced. I mean, it could be Kisei. I don't know. As far I'm as just, last game goes, I that I'd be pretty confident with that one, yeah. Do we know Bill Kesey or is he Matt Elsner to us? He is Matt Elsner. All right. So I, um yeah, sorry. Um I like Mike Gray in the group too. Yeah, I mean he's a pretty solid player. I mean Matt can make the cut and win a couple matches. No, he's no had clue. a podium finish. Yeah, he's so, had a fourth place uh, finish. It's been a minute, but it did happen. Oh, I remember that time in his life. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna throw Bill some love and and take this Bill Kesey in in this group. And I mean he sh- Monte shot a 27 in 2021. Played in the tournament. I think he only plays St. Louis tournaments, though, right? I don't know. No, he did play Evansville tournament as well. Oh, what? Yeah, that's three hours away as all. So, yeah. If he's if he's a St. Louis. So I'm gonna go out on a whim on that. I'm gonna go out on a whim on this one. No particular reason other than um, there's a lot of crap shoots in here, and and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what Bill can do with that. It's that it's handicap. definitely a volatile group. Yeah. Group seven. Ben Russell. Craig Sander. Daryl Dare. And coming from Vegas, Daryl. Dylan Lux, Jeff Leeper, Kevin Lindsay, Russ Layton, and Ryan Driscoll. Matt Van Hoosier. So I was I was gonna pick Ben. Made his cut last time in Wisconsin, playing pretty good. I was going to pick him. Uh, I did actually go through and check a couple of stats for on the, on the app for a couple of other folks here just to kind of get a feel where wherever he was at. Because there are some names on here that I, I didn't recognize or, or, or don't really know uh, their game all that well. Um, and I, you mentioned Daryl coming in from Vegas. I looked him up. His stats and my stats are pretty well the same. He just plays more games than I do. Uh, so I was – uh, interested to see that. And then I thought to myself, Hey, if I was in this group, would I pick myself? And the answer is yes. Um, so I went with Daryl just based on that little, uh, you know, justification while that I was doing there. But, uh, I, I think it would be Ben or, or Daryl, but there's, there's certainly guys in here that can, that can play well. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if two people out of this group made the cut. I just don't know which two they are. Great, great point. I'll tell you one of them. I, uh, cool. we, well, just one <laughs> tournament removed from Ben Russell making the cut. Now, what's the new wrinkle that has been put into this year? Uh, is the charity donation to pick your qualifier? All right. Where if you, I guess, if you donate a certain amount, or you can pick who you want to qualify 
and so I believe, I don't know if this was a product of this, but uh, with the possibility of Gary Durkee and Ben Russell qualifying together with, I don't know if there's going to be a Russ Layton uh, appearance in there or not. Uh, there's a motivation in there. And I think they donate to have that right. Uh, so yeah. I think Ben's going to be motivated to do this again. Uh, and so that's who I'm going with. We, we, I picked him in my fantasy sheet when I turned it in. That was one of the very few picks that I had good. Uh, but I did pick Benji, Benji Russell, and I'm going to go with him again. Ben Russell. So, Gary Shelton. All right. I, I love I love that Ben made the cut. He's been coming around. He's he's becoming a fixture at tournaments, and uh, I like the guy. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm not Very sure. Tall if he, fixture. Yes, he is. Um, Daryl, Daryl's actually been to tournaments for a while. You know, he just doesn't come to him much anymore. Um He's a super solid player. Um, uh, uh, that's a pretty good pick. But I think I think Kevin Lindsay makes the cut. I think out of this group, he's been around long enough, played a, enough. I think Eagles Peak's going to come into play. For, you know, I, I just think out of this group, I, normally I'd take Russ in this group because he's going to make purple. He's not going to make pink, and he'll win a couple matches. But I, I think Kevin Lindsay can make this cut. I'm no problem. Not no problem, but I think if he just does what he does, he'll make the cut. You know. You make a good point there though about the Eagles peak. I would be almost I'm almost certain it'll be there just on it wasn't there last time. And if it's not there again, uh people are gonna freak out. So that when you get down to these groups, uh well, all these groups as far as thinking about cuts, right? Now you're that's a big swing there that you gotta consider if uh if some of these players really crap the bed on on that course and it's going to be the last one right it's the last one in the string so you're gonna be playing that course at whatever six o'clock at night or whatever it is after being on your feet for that long so i think that's a real factor um i don't hate i i don't mind your pick at all but i will point out that Kevin Lindsay is not playing stouts what is he still is he playing the dart still or something like that i think it's grabbers or something see that's the thing you, you guys still connect over Burnsy is he, he's still playing with all that wind because he enjoys the game the way it's meant to be played. I wasn't at the meeting when they decided how it was meant to be played. I didn't attend that meeting. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> who's next? The full wind. Yeah. But... <laughs> who's next? Uh, uh, I think are. it's Brian Bernhardt, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it is a very interesting group. You know, Ben Russell coming off of a great, you know, showing like you guys mentioned, you know, I think he's going to be a, a pretty popular pick in this group. The one thing about Daryl Dare. Um, there's a reason why he doesn't get to too many tournaments because he works for the damn post office like I do. And he's working like 70, 80 hours a week. And and um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why. But he is a solid player. And, and uh, you know, I think there's two people in this group that make the cut also. Because that's what you said, right, Gary? You said that you thought two people were going to make the cut. It was me. Um, no, no man, sure. Matt. Okay. I told him I was going to help one of them. Well, one of them is Kevin Lindsay. I think he makes the cut. The other one? Russ Layton. Russ Layton is my pick. Who's been playing Golden Tees longer in this group right here? Where did all this confidence for Kevin Lindsay come from? That's what I want to know. What the hell? This monster oh. purple run at Wisconsin, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, is he is he playing the game or is he you know communicating with us as marketing guy? I mean, he he's got to be in the office playing Golden Tee all day long, right? Well, so. I watch the streaming. Yeah, he he plays every once in a while. 
But um, but Russell Layton is a guy that uh, he's been playing this game since Eagles Peak came out, and if that it does come into play, wouldn't surprise me if he's on the cut line. He's going to make some pretty um, last second decisions on how he's going to attack the course, um, and frankly, shock the world and try to find a way to make the cut and not be in the purple bracket. So Russ Layton's my pick. Right. I'm sure if we ask him, it'll be his second time playing the course. So yeah, yeah, he'll he, have to he lay up. Played, he won't know the shots. He hasn't played what since Wisconsin. He hasn't played it. Right. I don't the think one guy played. that it, he, yeah. he, he, he had enough time to, to drive by far. my house and last weekend and flip me off though. So he's got that going for him. But, but another guy, <laughs> he lives local. You, you know, yeah, there's a lot of you know that goes on with moving the machines and whatnot. But this is the easiest tournament for Russ, hands down, of the year. Oh yeah. Uh, group eight. Corey Millard, which is Puzzle Guts, right? That is correct. I, I think he's doing the tournament tour this year. He's trying to get to all of them. Uh, Gary Durkey, Jeff Bull, good to see him. Kelly Ambrose, Mike Kinney, just coming off the purple bracket win. Pat Pink. McLaughlin, Scotty J, and Wayne Skittles Kittles. And this is uh, group eight. Uh, this will be my pick. And uh, always, Gary Durkee does a lot for this tour, and uh, he continues to donate to a lot of things. And uh, we're always thankful for Gary. Uh, Mike coming off that pink bracket, just that that was a heartfelt. Just getting to see, I thought I think I saw a video online after he had won. Going, I you know that feeling where you go to a place where you didn't really want to be, but then you know something good comes from it. And so then that was one of those situations. Uh, for this tournament, I am going to go uh, with Kelly Ambrose, uh, a guy that's, you know, a made. I mean, he's made a Carolina clash cut. I mean, it wouldn't be foreign. He's not incapable of not uh, making this cut. Uh, so it's not a bad pick. I think I'll, it was between him and Jeff Poole for me, and I went with Kelly. Gary Sheldon, final pick of the evening, sir. I was in the same exact boat. Um, I, I, it was between Jeff and Kelly, and I think, I think the the difference between the two, like you said, Kelly making a cut and uh, playing a lot of tournaments. Uh, I think his ceiling is a lot higher than Jeff's. Um, so for that reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kelly as well. Excellent, Brian Bernhardt. Yeah, I want to um, second on what you were talking about with Gary Durkee, by the way, because. Uh... He reached out to me and sent a, a nice donation for my kids' baseball team. I wasn't even asking for it. You know, I'm trying to sell, sell these cards locally. He's like, I just, I just want to give. I'm like, oh, appreciate you. So thanks again, Gary. Re- really do appreciate that gesture. Um, the guy that, you know, I think he's starting to finally finish qualifiers, right? He's playing all five courses, and he's he's there to to compete. He's playing some good video golf. Not sure if he's going to win this group, though. Um, I was kind of between, you know, Kelly Ambrose and and Jeff Poole myself. Um and then, and another little shout out to Mike Kenny. Uh, he just a guy that, uh, like you guys had mentioned, you know, you end up where you don't want to be, you end up winning it, uh, kind of like what Matt did in the purple bracket. And uh, mm-hmm. didn't Gary do that too? Oh, we've all done it once in our lives, dude. I mean, but... I did it in Nashville, but but yeah. So I totally totally understand where he's coming from there. Um, I picked Russ Layton from the. The setup team there, so I can't do the Kelly Ambrose pick. So I am going to go with Jeff Poole. 
Matt Van Hoosier for the final pick of the evening. Um, <laughs> the person I think that's probably going to be closest to making this cut is is probably Kelly. Um, Scott Johnson has the ability to do it, but he won't. Um, he'll he'll have something will happen, and it'll throw the whole day off. Um, I was going to ask not, you: Is he any good? Um, it depends. If, he he can play very well. All right, it is. Uh, I I am never surprised when he comes up there and is shot at twenty eight or nine or something. But I'm also equally unsurprised where if some chip goes awry or whatever, then all of a sudden he shoots a twenty. There's too much volatility there still, and there's also too much volatility based on uh, you know. Uh, Hydration level, yeah, that that really affects him. I I appreciate his passion towards what he does. I mean, he's very passionate. Yeah, he's very passionate, Uh, and he is uh, definitely one of the people that's benefited a lot from the change of stouts for him. That's that he's 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 got a good set of thumbs, and he can putt really well. Uh, So that that does bode well uh, in these tournament situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary was one of my winners from the tournament in Wisconsin. He played really well. Uh, He did come out of that same qualifier machine that you were talking about with ben and 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 russ and we'll see if they try to do that again or not if they do then i kind of like his chances a little bit to go in. i mean he'll probably make purple but uh to win him win some matches and things like that he, he really had a good run there in wisconsin and this field is not going to be as tough as wisconsin's was i don't think mm-hmm. um but awesome. no I, I i do think i do think kelly is is the one that's most likely to make this cut and i didn't take russ so i don't have to worry about the team thing uh the setup team thing so I, i'm gonna go with kelly but i do think that um <laughs> There's a couple of good picks here, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, at least one of them threw it in my face when they do well. <laughs> and that's Very fine. Well. That's why we're here. <laughs> Very well. Very well could. I um, Also, Gary hosting a little uh, trip to Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Oh, if you had the chance to do that, I'd recommend it. Yeah, that place is cool. Is it, I've, I've, I've heard... Bill, uh, I've heard Billy Muse talk about it a lot, and I, I'd like to see it one day in my life. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a hike, but uh, but yeah, it's it's worth the trip, especially if it's a thir- like I said Thursday daytime kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that place is for. So, uh, we uh, before we get done uh, this evening, I uh, I did uh, want to pass along this little thing that Steve posted yesterday about uh, a passing of a guy in our community and the name, a guy named Jeff Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff, I, I actually don't, I hadn't met Jeff and that's unfortunate. Uh, but apparently he, uh, had come down with some sort of illness and, uh, he had passed and a lot of new people, a lot of guys, a lot of new people we meet at these tournaments. It's not, you know, the same, you know, 30, 40, 50 guys and maybe 10 or 20 sprinkled in. There's been a lot of new people over the years, uh, these last few years. And uh, he uh, he just unfortunately passed. Uh, they're going to be doing 50-50 raffles and uh, some collecting. And uh, as somebody last year that was uh, that was able to have something donated to them due to some things that happened, uh, I always, I, it was appreciated and it was well needed at the time. And so, uh, whether you know a person's needs or not, it's always good to give to something. I'm, I plan to send some kind of PayPal over to it. And so I certainly hope everybody feels 
encouraged to lend a dollar or two to uh, what they have, what they could potentially have going on. So, yeah, I, I believe it's for, uh, I mean, like you said, it was sudden and um, it's public knowledge. I think, I think it was pancreatic cancer stage four. Um, and it just, it just happened real darn quick. And well, so it, he, he was at it, Wisconsin, right? He was, yeah, it, I, he was, you know, I was hanging around talking to him. It was, there was nothing, you know, outwardly nothing wrong with him in Wisconsin. And, and like always go get... good, insightful conversation. You know, it was usually late in the evening and he was, he was having a good time, you know, but, yep. but, but a good guy. And I, I think Steve on his post on Facebook kind of nailed the, right, you know, hammer on the nail there with just the kind of person that he was, you know, and there's a lot of great people in the community. Um, but it's, uh, it's very tragic, whether it's uh, due to illness or due to uh, an accident or whatever it is that you see them, you know, just a month or so ago and, and that's it. You know, next tournament, hope to see somebody again. Or what are the conversations when we leave a tournament? What, what's what's the next one you're going to? When am I going to see you again? And yep. we re, we rely on these future tournaments to see each other, to have our reunions. And unfortunately, there's just a, you know, a lot of, a lot of sad people that won't be able to see them again. Very, very well said, Brian. And uh, so my heart goes to their family. And uh, I hope they're uh, dealing with this the best way that they can. Uh, that being said, uh, Missouri Open, always, I've always said, the tournament they should benefit the tour the most uh, as a as a operating business. It's also the one they have the least amount of overhead and the least amount they have to put into a tournament. So I, I, I hope this one works out well. Very, very wealthy prize pool added to, I think it was, I saw 8,500. Almost nine thousand. Nice. nice. Uh, added. I just I just did a weather check for everybody. It's uh, it's not going to be great. I, it'll be you know low low mid sixties and chances of rain are reasonable. So it's a good day to be not inside and watch some golden sea. Yeah, yeah, not too humid, which is what you need. It, no, we don't have the humidity yet. It hasn't, hasn't broken yet. So no, I I think everybody's kind of experiencing experiencing cooler than normal springs. Am I correct? Yeah, it's snowed uh, here yesterday. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I saw the spring. I saw the spring game for the Colorado Buffaloes up in Boulder. That was insane. Just all the snow that they had going on, and for it, that would imply that we're going to have kind of a warmer fall. Nobody is that, was there. Is that how that works? No. Uh, oh. Yeah, the that's what the Farmers Almanac is calling for the El Nino, uh, El Nino, La Nina, all that stuff that goes into that. Uh, apparently we're going to have a warmer fall and as a person that it has been in that place at the Carolina clash at very, very hot times, I, you know, let's hope we don't have anything to deal with that. So, all right. But long time away before we get to that fellows, we'll see you guys after the tournament. And I always appreciate you joining me. Thank you guys. Yeah, awesome. Podcast. Good luck, Matt. You know. Thank yeah. you.